0: Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on December 13th, 2021 from my home studio here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features details on the indictment of a state lawmaker, plans by Governor Henry McMaster on how to spend $525 million from a settlement with the feds. President Joe Biden will be in town on Friday and awards the Medal of Honor posthumously to a South Carolina native on Thursday. We hear more from USC's research economist, Dr. Joey Von Nessen, about what the economy will look like in 2022. And Boeing's 787 woes will affect international air travel for one major airline next summer. And we hear from Scott Morgan, who has a report for us on autism research. Also, we wanna hear from you guys. The hopper is dry, the holidays are here. And we want to hear your voices. So give us a call at 803-563-7169. I know everyone's busy. I'm busy. You're busy. Everyone, like I said, is busy. But that doesn't mean you can't make some time for the lead. We're here for you twice a week. You can be here for us right now. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is substantial, ongoing, and not contained, according to data from the Department of Health and Environmental Control. There have been 14,405 total deaths, and currently there are 930,206 total cases being reported in all 46 counties as of December 13th at 4 p.m. Our total cases inched up 4% week over week to 7,296 for the week ending December 11th. Deaths declined for the third week to 35. Our current percent positive is 4.9%. 497 South Carolinians are hospitalized. 150 are in intensive care and 77 are on ventilators. All those metrics are up week over week. And right now, 51% of all eligible South Carolinians are fully vaccinated. Starting off politics, a Newberry County grand jury indicted state Republican Representative Rick Martin on charges of misconduct in office and contributing to the delinquency of a minor last Friday, according to South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson's office. The first indictment alleges that between December 4, 2019 and January 31, 2020, Martin used his position to try to influence an investigation at the Department of Social Services. The second indictment alleges that between January 1st, 2019 and January 31st, Martin contributed to the delinquency of a minor by providing her with alcohol to drink when she was under the age of 21. Martin was suspended by House Speaker Jay Lucas as is standard practice when a lawmaker is indicted. He'll remain suspended until the charges cleared or a conviction results in a vacancy. Martin is set to be arraigned on December 14th, so more to come. We'll be watching that for you. Moving on, as part of a 2020 settlement between the U.S. Department of Energy and the state of South Carolina, the state has received $600 million to provide an extended time frame for the removal of 9.5 metric tons of weapons-grade plutonium at the Savannah River site, which was supposed to be removed earlier since the mixed oxide fuel facility that was set to convert plutonium into reactor fuel was halted in 2014. Big mess there, but hey, here's some money. Okay. After lawyer's fees, it comes up to $525 million for the General Assembly to appropriate. That's right. Even more money on top of all the money floating around right now. We are sitting pretty. And that's why the governor has some ideas on how to spend it. And he sent a letter to House and Senate leaders with his recommendations. The governor proposes that the money be spent primarily on education, economic development, and infrastructure initiatives around the site, which is based in Aiken County, with nearby Barnwell and Allendale counties receiving $121 million and $13 million, respectively. Now, $317 million would go to Aiken County, with the bulk of it going to the Battelle Alliance at the Savannah River National Laboratory, a partnership with USC, Clemson, and South Carolina State University, and that will be a central research and development hub in the area for nuclear sciences. In addition, the Alliance will develop workforce training programs designed to fill engineering, science, research, and management positions for nuclear facilities operated by the Department of Energy. There would also be money for economic development and industrial parks, broadband, water, and sewer, as well as roads. $73.5 million would be put into reserves for future use. Again, this is just a proposal and the General Assembly can tweak it before approving it, though there's been positive collaboration between McMaster and lawmakers on such big spending bills. This, again, is something we'll be watching when lawmakers return in January. Now, we're going national. President Joe Biden will visit South Carolina this Friday for the first time since winning the White House. He'll give the commencement address at Congressman Jim Clyburn's alma mater, South Carolina State University, the only four-year publicly funded historically black university in the state. Now, you may remember that Congressman Clyburn kind of helped secure South Carolina for Biden, Which was mm, a pivotal moment in the 2020 campaign trail that propelled Biden to the White House. Just another thank you to Jim Clyburn. Love, Joe Biden. And keeping up with Biden news, on Thursday, the president will posthumously award the Medal of Honor to Sergeant First Class Christopher Solis, a 32-year-old Somerville native and Citadel grad who enlisted in 2006. Saliz was a well-respected Army Ranger who was killed near the end of his fifth deployment protecting his troops. On July 12, 2018, his unit came under fire during a mission in Paktia province of Afghanistan, according to the Army. I know we're still dealing with 2021, I know, holiday season, but 2022 is almost here, folks. What will the year bring? Well, I can't give you all the answers because I've been sworn to secrecy, but research economist Dr. Joey Von Nessen with the Darla Moore School of Business gave his annual economic outlook last week, and we continue our conversation with him about what's in store economically for the new year. Here's Joey talking about inflation affecting South Carolinians.
1: The biggest ways that individuals are seeing inflation is with the erosion of purchasing power. So just they're not seeing their wage wages go up as much as prices are going up at the grocery store or at the gas station. And that's not true for everybody, but it is true for about 40 percent of the workforce. So so that's a real challenge for South Carolinians. And it's it's a real problem that that they're facing. So as we look into 2022, the question is, do we expect for inflation to begin to abate? Mm -hmm. And there are, of course, multiple causes. The primary cause that we're seeing is the increase in demand, and that's likely to continue into 2022. So the demand, for example, for consumer goods is up about 25% compared to where it was in February of 2020, just a staggering number. And even if we look more broadly at total consumer spending for goods and services, it's still up about 10 percent. And so when you compare an increase in demand of 10 percent for consumer spending to the supply side, to labor supply, for example, where employment is just now getting back to pre-pandemic levels, that's a huge difference. And so when you have a A level of demand that that's high, that's going to put upward pressure on on prices. And so that labor shortage is is a piece of of why we're seeing inflation. So uh, going up so rapidly and as it has over the last year. The other piece of that is the supply chain bottlenecks, which (coughs) are Mm -hmm. slowly being resolved over time as we see businesses invest in more fixed assets and, and ramp up production. And that's going to help alleviate inflation in, in 2022. So the the labor the pressure from the labor market is likely to continue. The pressure on the supply side from, from these supply chain bottlenecks is likely to be alleviated in 2022. So the bottom line is that we do expect for inflation to abate in 2022, but not likely to get back to 2% anytime soon, which is really the Fed's target.
0: Mm-hmm. So we'll just kind of settle down around somewhere I guess, under at least where we are right now, once these issues start to mitigate themselves. I mean, we heard from Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell saying that he wants to retire the phrase uh, transitory inflation, which has been kind of like the buzzword (laughs) of this year, I guess, because things have, you know, we are going to reach a point where we, I guess, reach a happy medium that's not quite 2 percent, but maybe not as high as we are right now. I think that's likely.
1: I think we're likely to see inflation come back down next year, begin to move in a, in a, a, a decreased direction, but not likely to come back to two percent. And the other, the other factor, of course, is is Fed policy. Uh-huh. And we know that the Federal Reserve is looking to raise interest rates, perhaps two or three times. Uh, not not a whole lot, though. I mean, we're talking about twenty five basis points um, at most per uh, per incident. So if we see three rate increases, that's less than a percentage point. Um. So raising rates that, of course, will have an impact. And in addition to that, we see these supply chain bottlenecks that begin to be uh, addressed through additional investments in the private sector and fixed capacity um, so that production can be ramped up. So, again, moving in the right direction, seeing a decline in inflation, but probably not back to two percent next year.
0: Mm-hmm. And those rate increases, I mean, that's not going to really make any drastic impacts on our state economy, in your opinion, do you think? Probably not. It will have
1: some effect in the housing market, for example, making borrowing a bit more expensive. And so that could put a little bit of the momentum Mm -hmm. that the housing market has acquired. But is it going to derail our recovery or or put us in in any type of real danger for our economy as a whole? No, I don't think so. This is. And and in a real sense, this is a a good thing, because when you see interest rates rising, that's basically a response to a a booming economy. Mm -hmm. Um, So so interest rates going up in and of itself is not a bad thing at all.
0: You just heard Joey talking about inflation, which has put pressure on all of us from the groceries we buy to the rent we pay and energy costs, just to name a few. And according to the Labor Department, the Consumer Price Index for November rose 0.8% for the month, pushing us on track for a 6.8% year-over-year increase, something we haven't seen since 1982. I mean, I didn't see it. I was born in 1986. But regardless, the biggest culprits year-over-year were energy prices, up 33% used cars and trucks were up 31% and food up 6%. Again, like Joey said, this is due to strong consumer demand and supply chain bottlenecks and should taper in the middle of next year. The Labor Department also found that while gross pay has increased 4.8% over the past year, real average hourly earnings accounting for inflation are down 1.9% for the 12-month period. And real quick on the way out, the Wall Street Journal exclusively reported last week that American Airlines is reducing its international flight schedule next summer due to the ongoing delivery delays of Boeing's 787 Dreamliner made in North Charleston. American, the largest airline in the world by passenger volume, said it will cancel flights to locations in Ireland and Hong Kong next summer and reduce flights to Shanghai, Beijing and Sydney. There go all my vacation plans. The airline expected 11 of the wide body aircraft to be delivered by the end of the year, But they were halted in October 2020 due to production defects. Boeing has slowed production in North Charleston and has an undelivered inventory of more than 100 planes. Deliveries are expected to resume in April. let's start off our medical section with some big news. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is recommending that 16 and 17-year-olds get their booster if they are at least six months post their initial Pfizer vaccination series. At this time, only the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine is authorized and recommended for adolescents aged 16 and 17. Speaking of Pfizer, the company found in preliminary lab results that a third dose of their COVID vaccine increases neutralizing antibodies. 25-fold compared to just two doses against the Omicron variant. Now for a report from South Carolina Public Radio's Scott Morgan, who spoke with a University of South Carolina professor on research into early
2: intervention efforts for autism. Autism isn't like other conditions.
3: There's no biomarker we have right now that will tell you whether an infant or a child has autism with 100% accuracy.
2: No blood test, no gene study, no brain scan can show a child's likelihood for developing autism. So that leaves researchers like Jessica Bradshaw to look for behavioral clues. But those can take a
3: year and a half maybe to notice. Typically, the first signs of autism for parents is language. Lack of language, using language a little bit differently, speech delays... Uh, First words occur at around one year of age in infants, and so really after about 18 months, a speech delay is one of those most common signs for parents to bring their child in to get an evaluation.
2: The trouble is once kids hit a year old, their brains start growing like there's a pit crew working double shifts in there. So if autism is in the mix, every week, every day, that little brain is growing, makes it that much harder to intervene. So What would happen if we could spot the propensity towards autism at, say, three months instead of three years?
3: So we know that early intervention improves outcomes for kids with autism, things like uh, cognitive abilities and language.
2: At the Mind and Brain Institute at the University of South Carolina, Dr. Bradshaw is developing ways to see autism coming much earlier than we can see it now. She says early diagnosis is the key to mitigating the most challenging issues autism brings.
3: Things like anxiety, language impairments, challenging behaviors, attention deficits, those sorts of things.
2: Her research is promising, too. In a paper published in October in the journal Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology, Bradshaw and several colleagues reported possible predictors of autism in children much younger than we already have.
3: The studies that we run recruit infants as early as one week, and we follow them for the first four months every month. And then we see them 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 24, and then 36 months.
2: The children in Dr. Bradshaw's studies typically have siblings with or family history of autism. She and her colleagues look for behavioral cues that supersede family history and point more definitively towards autistic development. The challenge, and a daunting one for researchers, has been that it's hard to differentiate normal baby activities from behaviors that signal autism.
3: Social communication is part of the core criteria for autism. The problem with identifying autism in a six-month-old is that they don't have social communication skills, and repetitive behaviors is kind of just how they play. They bang things over and over again, right?
2: Babies might not have a lot of social game, but they do communicate and they do respond to communication which is where Bradshaw et al. focused on things like...
3: Looking and smiling, looking and vocalizing gestures to see if at this early, early time point are there differences. And we did find differences. And so what that tells me is that there has got to be other stuff happening within those first nine months of life that we can pick up on.
2: You know what doesn't sound scientific but absolutely is? A baby's heart rate when looking at mom and dad. It's something Bradshaw has dubbed
3: heart-defined attention, which is when you look at something and you really start focusing on it, your heart rate goes down as you focus and sustain attention. And then before you look away, once you're done processing it, your heart rate goes up again and then you look away and you disengage. And so it kind of gives us a more precise, I think, measure of attention and processing than just looking, not looking.
2: And that could be a game-changer because...
3: What I'm starting to find is that this measure of heart-defined attention to parents during social interactions as early as three months is predicting social communication skills a year later and, and probably two years later.
2: There's plenty of work ahead, of course, but Bradshaw is hoping to provide pediatricians and parents with something more concrete and far earlier in life that could help them interrupt the onset and severity of a condition that the CDC has now officially identified in one out of every 44 Americans.
0: Thanks for that report, Scott. And if you thought that we as a country and world are more prepared for the next pandemic, well, the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security and the Nuclear Threat Initiative's 2021 Global Health Security Index says otherwise. The comprehensive assessment provides a benchmark for how to prevent, detect, and respond to epidemics and pandemics across 195 countries. And according to the report, all countries remain dangerously unprepared for future epidemic and pandemic threats, including threats potentially more devastating than COVID 19. Hopefully, you and your family feel more prepared. I mean, I feel like I'm more prepared, but I know, you know, we're, we're probably not. Anyway, live and learn, I think. I would I would hope Welcome to the wind down section our little break from the news we talk about life during the pandemic and want to hear your stories as well it's the holiday season we're winding down the year we're not just winding down this episode we're winding down the year yeah. oh yeah right? oh that's true we're not just winding down the episode we're we're winding down the year we're we I mean start right now we're winding down the year but I'm doing, oh, I'm yawning, like, ah, uh. <laughs> Wind down, you know? We should, yeah, we should have, like, a recorded yawn. Every time I do the wind down intro, I should just, well, I guess we got to get going. Listen you know? to these acting chops, people. That was off the cuff. <laughs> that was, that was good just, stuff. I can fake yawn on the spot. Hey. I mean. You don't even have to brag. Well, oh, uh,
4: He's doing it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to say, well. <laughs> That's the only way you can do a fake yawn.
4: Anyway, give them,
0: give them the the number. Okay. Not that they're using it.
4: Well, <laughs> 803,
0: they're like, please stop fake yawning. If you're yawning in the car, pull over. Okay, that's a serious condition. Yeah. Give us a call at 803 563 7169. Since you have pulled the car over, we'd love to hear from you. Give us your name, where you're calling from, what's going on, uh, what you're doing right now. Right now. Tell us. Call us. If you should I be, want, if you I shouldn't want, be, I a three us what minute right narration. Now, you should tell us. I want three minute narration. And, AT, we're making this hard sell right now because. Uh, Hopper's empty, like we said. The hopper is bone dry. I mean, turning run empty.
4: Yeah, it's really, really bad. We're and not running I on mean, empty. I mean, I have Personally. more energy than ever. There I mean, you go. Your tea is, the roof your tea is I mean, really high these my, days. My, I got high tea. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Frank Thomas could come up with a way to to lower my tea, I would <laughs> like that. Um, but uh, so so my strong. wife, my wife hates it. Oh, yeah, the boardroom hates it too. Those guys <laughs> the in the boardroom are—I've are, seen the them. They hate they it. They hate it. yeah. Hate it. Uh, yeah so, I mean, I've never felt more virile <laughs> in my life, but. Uh, <laughs> I would really You're like someone You're looking great, in. champ. Thank you. You're thank really you, back in the you, game. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's from the milk at your
0: Christmas party. <laughs> eggnog. Uh, Why would I have a, a pitcher of milk? Yeah. If it was uh, December. A uh, saucer of milk. If, you know, if it's December, it's obviously eggnog. If it's a July 4th party, what's going on? Okay. It's milk. That, that's milk at a July that's 4th party. That's Freedom Nog, baby.
4: Oh. Um, and, <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we don't have any calls, so you can just get to hear us listen to the talk, and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, rehash Gavin's mm-hmm. party that we're it was wonderful. At, so
0: like you know, just to clarify, it was a Gucci themed party. No one had yes. to wear actual Gucci. It was meant to like you know, no. just, you can just create a look of, based off of yeah. you know the, just the craziness of it all. Um, so it was, was, was well attended. My brother, I told them about this. So they saw the photos. They're like, I'm just surprised you had enough people that were willing to do a theme. And oh, I, think, I was the only one not dressed. Of course, but that's our—that's already, that's already yeah. understood, and that's factored into the equation. Yes, one of these years, yes, we're yes. going to have an AT-based theme where we all just come dressed as you. But that would, I'm going to come would, Gucci. That would, well, see, that's the thing. We probably can't tell you about the theme <laughs> then. It's reverse <laughs> psychology. It's really complicated. <laughs> but uh, I think people like a little bit of a theme – a, that one is still like, you know, it's classy enough, but it's not like a 90s party where everyone can dress like a 90s person. When you get a little bit more specific, people like a little challenge like that. And you like a ni- You like a
4: little niche. And a little just, niche.
0: And it it prompts conversation with people you don't know. You can be like, oh, mm-hmm. I like that, blah, blah. And then you get to talking. That's, that's the magic, that's the synergy. I will say.
4: Oh, it's inter- it, we were vertically integrating all night. Oh, you yeah. know, like oh, yeah. I mean, we stayed up till the wee hours of the morning vertically integrating. But uh, <laughs> I mean, we were touching so in all different. the other like every room in his house. We were touching base and circling back. Oh um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We
0: ran, we would run up the flagpole and then we would run it back down and then we yeah, uh, circle yeah, back yeah.
4: It yeah. was great. Um, uh, but I will say <laughs> that I didn't quite know what a Gucci look was before. And uh, now I still don't think I know, yeah, but everyone okay. was dressed really
0: nicely. Yeah, you know? it was it was well done, and didn't take much um, to do. We, we did a great uh, white elephant gift. Oh exchange. yeah, that was that was yeah. a highlight there too. Some really I fun kind of gifts. Yeah. I gave it, I, um, I got a, a, a white claw can candle. Like they poured it into the can. <laughs> that was a gift, and I meant to give an actual white claw with it, but I just gave that. Um, and I thought that was kind of fun. This it wasn't too gaggy, but it was pretty fun. It was a fun one. I gave
4: um, yes a diecast yes. model of Dom's Miata from Fast and Furious. Surprised that you
0: could part with it, but it's so big on you.
4: I I wanted to
0: steal it back
4: so <laughs> I could keep it, but I I relented and I, I was I was an adult that night. Um, okay? what did you get? And then the, what was your pull? What did I get? I got a first. I got a mini miniature waffle maker. Genius which got Perfect. stolen by Joe Busto. Which is
0: horrible because we were going to make waffles in the office and now we <sighs> can't.
4: In our office in the car when we're off <laughs> spooking. Ugh, the it's uh, like possibilities batter are endless. In the car. Yeah. <laughs> I always travel with batter anyway, so, uh, But that was stolen, so then I ended up with a uh, comically sized uh blow up uh, boxing glove yes. which I hid in your house and you yes. already found, which I'm Super disappointed excited. that you already found those. I'm going to uh, bring But in the office. I, I so I bought two gifts. My second gift was a laser disc
0: of jingle all the way. Mm, which
4: gosh. I think was probably the best gift if you ask me.
0: Yeah. I think when Caroline <laughs> opened that she was like, what am I and, and then we went to the history of Laserdisc, which I will remind you, <laughs> I the, one of the only memories I have of Laserdisc, which if no one knows, we're talking about, you know, vinyl sized DVDs back in the nineties. I mean that you was had the to flip future. it over.
4: Yeah, to flip it over halfway through. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just like a, any good any good movie, cassette two pack, sound of music, Titanic, yes. etc. Uh but I watched the Fugitive on Laserdisc. And it was, yeah. my aunt had a Laserdisc player and it was like, this is so cool.
4: Everyone thought that
0: that was it. But
4: I mean, she's like, is this a record? We were. I was like, nuh-uh, lady. No, yeah. no. I
0: got a. Um, <laughs> I picked a fire alarm. Yeah, well, which detector. you needed.
4: I think that was planted for you.
0: No, I have two functioning ones, but there's is, there is one in my dining room where I've I just pulled it down and you can see where the battery should have been because it was chirping, but I got new yes. ones anyway, so. You just brute force ripped it off. Yeah, uh, I guess I was planted it. Yeah, because you're so but, strong. You know, we're all safer. There was a time when I was a little worried about capacity constraints, but there are two exits and there was a fire extinguisher, so I felt, uh, let's I felt be safe. A,
4: let's be professional and call them egresses, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and you better believe I never had my back to one all night. I yeah, never I mean, stand there's, with my there back. There were plenty
0: of windows, you know, so it was, it was, funny, it was fine. It was really I
4: was fine. ready to jump out at a moment's notice. Yeah, I bless. was good. Um, but I do like to, whenever I get the these sort of weird little white elephant gifts i do like to hide them in your house uh, yes. every time i get them
0: well then there's always a, a a bunch of leftovers that people don't claim that i keep in a corner but what i don't really have leftover was the ham the, the ham, ham so, was I, the highlight of the night the star of the night was gavin's
4: spiral ham which uh he he was too lazy to glaze i just didn't need to i
0: didn't have time hey, when, I'm you're, giving when you're
4: you yeah i know but I'm giving you a backhand compliment here. You're too lazy so. to glaze it. It goes out and he's like, oh, everyone's going to hate my unglazed ham. Wrong. I don't think they'd hate it. It's so like, deal with it. Other way, everyone complimented your ham. They lost it. They absolutely they, lost people it. People were losing their minds. And then you, being an ingenious uh, chef, what did you do with your with your ham
0: leftovers? Put that big old ham bone in my Instapot for about six hours on Sunday. Mama mia. Ham-A. Yep, the broth. Really good. So good. Gavin
4: yeah, making his artisanal broth over here. Well, Look I used to this. do that
0: when I would do the uh, rotisserie chickens from Costco. After that, mm-hmm. I would just throw that in and get some broth for the week, The too. carcass? Yeah. It's very much of a, a winter winter thing I do. You know when the days are so you've shorter. Just been, you've just been
4: <sighs> sipping two hands on your mug all oh, day, Oh, right? I would have this
0: microwave. I just pour some in a mug, and I have you know, this oh. boom, boom, boom. I will say one funny oh. gift that my friend Neil Boone got me was um <laughs> the <was a> book that <laughs> says – Microwave cooking for one. <laughs> I meant to show it to you, but I was just like, I started laughing about that. Yeah, I didn't get to show you my almond maker either. And I don't know if you went to the kitchen at all, but did you notice that I, I fixed something I on did. my you refrigerator? Did. He,
4: he fixed his fridge's thing. I saw it and I go, he glued this. And I was talking to somebody who I didn't really know. And they were like, what you are you talking someone about? regardless? I was like, he fixed it. <laughs>
0: They're like, who is this guy? What is he talking yeah. about? Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. It was great. And I was so happy for that. I've been on a fr- broken fridge handle watch for three years I've been, years like, now, I've so. been living
0: like a savage for three years. But, you know, you do all this cleaning for days, and then you have the party, it's wonderful, and then you... You Keep cleaning afterwards, but that's it. Wasn't joy. too messy, it wasn't, it wasn't too messy. Too bad. And it wasn't you know, good, I don't it use paper party. plates, I don't use plastic cups because I have plenty everyone of glasses. And I, yeah, yeah, everyone just dug into the ham. <laughs> um, honestly, if you saw me break that ham up, which no one did, but I was just tearing it because it was so easy to just tear, I was like, whoa. <laughs> And then I put on my silver platter, I'm like dinner. <laughs> Gavin's
4: outfit, and then thinking about him, and just tearing uh, through ham, clawing through a ham, is is a mental picture that I will not soon were, forget. Yeah, but anyway, there were no DHEC officials there, so that was that was the that could yeah, get away it, with. He would have got he would have gotten a, a, a B minus probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a temporary A just to have people over. <laughs> All right, Gavin, say goodbye to these folks. I
0: hope you call people because yeah. this was. This I, I, I'm sorry parties. for what we just did. Yeah, they're getting a little glimpse into the. The glamour, and by glamour I'm using that oh, phrase really we fer- loosely. We forgot to say two selfie stations at the party. Yeah, yes. not one. Oh, man. Two Do yourself stations. a favor, bust out that ring light. You know someone has one because we've been all working from home. Throw some wrapping paper on the wall, or put it in front of the tree. Boom, boom. Your pre- your friends are going to be posting those and just looking good. Everyone's going to be looking good when they're already dressed up. Get some good photos. That's the way to do it. Say goodbye, Gavin. Goodbye, Gavin. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the pod, folks. Give us a call like, well, no, no one did call us, so I'm not going to name drop anybody. But you can be our next caller for free, low, low price of just your time, by calling 803-563-7169. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. We love that as well. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Fetch me my quaff of boy.